Harvard Research, an Australian STEM podcast where we answer the questions that you quite possibly never got around to asking. My name's Amelia. And today we're asking the question, what is the difference between Antarctica and the Arctic? They're both cold. They seem pretty similar. What is the actual difference? So I think it's pretty common for people to get them confused. And that's not an unreasonable thing because most people have never been to either. Most people will probably never see either or associate either of them with anything other than maybe Santa and some white things they had to colour in on a map in primary school. But beyond that, we don't often think about the Arctic and the Antarctic. We do think about it a little bit more these days. We're sort of talking about the impact that climate change is having on these places. But even then, it's still kind of an abstract thing. And it wouldn't be unreasonable for most people to sort of lump them both into the same kind of category. Cold, remote place, not really relevant to me. Getting wetter, that's a bad thing. Eh. But. I'd just like to sort of maybe try and pique your interest a little bit because they're pretty cool places, pun 100% intended. They're also really different places. Polar opposite, one might say. I'm so proud of myself today. But no, really, they are completely different. They're basically the opposite of each other, aside from the fact that they're both cold They're both remote-ish. They really don't have a huge amount in common. I guess one of the things that they do have in common is that they both have the aurora, which is the northern and the southern lights. That's quite beautiful. People travel to both places to see the aurora. And I should actually do a whole other episode on what the aurora is because auroras are super cool. But we're not doing that today. So what is the difference between Antarctica and the Arctic? Let's just start with pure geographical stuff, pure physical geography, I might add, and point out something that possibly some of you have never really thought about. And that is Antarctica. It's a continent. It's a landmass. Underneath all that ice is solid land. It's just like if Australia had snuck down a little bit further and we could have ended up that cold place instead. Underneath all the ice, there's people who hypothesize all sorts of stuff about there being like amazing minerals and we should be allowed to mine it, all this sort of thing. At the moment, that's completely illegal and not even on the table of something that could happen, uh, which is good. And we want to keep it like that because there's not that many wild places left in the world and we kind of need to look after Antarctica. Antarctica? Obviously, in the south, one solid landmass covered in ice does have, like, I guess, land portions exposed, which means you've got moss and that sort of stuff growing. No trees, like, don't get, don't get too excited about vegetation. You really have to be into moss, lichen, algae, that sort of thing to, to enjoy a trip to Antarctica. The Arctic, on the other hand, like I said, complete opposite. So what does that mean? 
it means it's ringed by land. But the actual Arctic, the North Pole, that's all just ice sitting on top of the ocean. So it's actually possible to travel completely underneath the North Pole. And I believe someone did it by submarine. And I think they planted a flag at the North Pole because they wanted to claim it. There's oil and that sort of thing on the ocean floor. Again, best that we don't start mining these kind of places. Arctic, ocean, ice on top of ocean. Antarctic, ice on top of land. Beyond that, there's also some other really big differences. Antarctica, no one lives there. So there's people who, like there's scientists who are currently based down there. There's a couple of different bases around Antarctica from a couple of different countries. But ultimately, the people who are down there are scientists, engineers, people who are making those bases work. They're not there for fun. I mean, they have some fun, but they're not there living forever, creating community, creating a society. So there's no indigenous people to Antarctica. However, in the Arctic, there are rich, beautiful, complex social ecosystems within the Arctic Circle and the land ring that goes around the kind of the bottom of that circle. There are numerous countries. Those countries have indigenous people. Those countries have cultures and farming and music and post offices and all the normal things that you would expect. They've got burger places and farms and sausages, all the standard kind of things that you'd expect. So the Arctic, a very kind of human place in the southern areas of it. Once you get to like the North Pole kind of area, definitely not kind of human. That's super, super remote. Whereas Antarctica, just all over remote, visited by tourists and by scientists, but all those people ultimately go home, whereas in the Arctic, it can actually be people's homes. So they're two of the big differences, physical geography and human geography. The other one is biology. The ecology of these two places, very, very different. So Antarctica, not many animals are actually living on the ice. Not many animals actually living on the landmass. So there's penguins. Antarctica is where you go if you want to see your penguins. You can see so lots of penguiny kinds of activities. Seals, sea lions, whales, obviously not on the land. More penguins, fish, plankton, krill, or your krill oil comes from sort of around Antarctic regions largely. So very ocean-based, huge number of birds amazing number of birds the kind of albatross that you see on logos and that sort of thing like truly wild birds so birds antarctica penguins obviously a kind of bird in antarctica and seals whales that's broadly it for your antarctic kind of ecology and obviously the lichen the moss that i mentioned earlier up in the arctic Completely different story. 
that's where you get polar bears. Polar bears, penguins, never actually meet. Except in plenty of Hallmark cards and cartoons, which are completely ecologically inaccurate. But I guess that shouldn't really surprise anyone. The Arctic, that's where you're going to find your polar bear. And there's places like Svalbard, where people actually have to carry rifles when they leave the town because of the polar bears. And because there's, well, there's more polar bears than people on that particular island. So the Arctic has polar bears. It's got puffins, which are an adorable little bird, like just like on the puffin books, that bird actually exists. There's a few less birds in general than in Antarctica. There's also reindeer. Reindeer and kind of like these squat versions of reindeer that are sort of very tough. Again, not a huge amount of trees. I mean, there are trees within technically the Arctic Circle. The vegetation is lower, slower growing, just like any kind of cold climate. Small, slow, very tenacious, very tough, survives a whole lot of really rough, rough winters. They're some of the main differences. So the difference in the people that live in these places, the physical difference between being on land, Antarctica, or being on the ocean, the Arctic, and the animals that are found there. So penguins in the south, polar bears in the north. I forgot to tell you, in the Arctic, walrus. There's also a lot of cod, like a lot, a lot of cod. And shrimp, quite small shrimp, underwhelming. But overall, there's quite a lot of differences. Obviously, there are similarities. They're both cold. They both experience extremes in summer and in winter. So when Antarctica is experiencing a summer, the Arctic is experiencing a winter. And when Antarctica is experiencing a summer, that means... But in parts of Antarctica, they're getting 24-hour daylight. So they're seeing the sun all day, whilst in the Arctic, they're experiencing night, 24 hours a day. Obviously, that does things to your brain that can be quite challenging. For the people in the Arctic, they're sort of feeling a little bit sleepy, kind of getting into their cosy regimes, while people in the Antarctic, they've got 24-hour daylight. They're full of energy getting a lot done. Halfway through the year, that swaps around. The Antarctic gets plunged into darkness. The Arctic, they get their 24-hour daylight. And obviously the cycle continues. So they're opposites. They experience quite different things from a social perspective. They are both experiencing a lot of environmental change as a result of climate change. They're both experiencing lower ice levels, that sort of thing. Big icebergs and that sort of stuff getting carved off. And the animals are obviously struggling with that change. But by and large, they're quite different places. So if you're into birds, probably head down to Antarctica. But if you're wanting to see some pretty sort of funky animal life, maybe you want to go dog sledding maybe have the chance of seeing a polar bear or a walrus or a puffin, that's where he's head up to the Arctic. And both of them, you got a chance of seeing the aurora. 
as long as you go during the night time. Obviously, your chance of seeing the aurora during the daytime, very, very low. So go during winter if you want to see that aurora. Hope that's answered a question about the Arctic and the Antarctic that you didn't even know you had. And today I'd like to give a shout out to everyone who works at a supermarket or in a central store and is keeping on going to work, even in these crazy days of 2020. You guys are awesome. Thank you. If you like our podcast, you're a little ripper. And you should follow us on Instagram at avid underscore research. If you have a question or someone you think we should interview, feel free to drop us an email at avid, A-V-I-D, dot coms, C-O-M-M-S, at gmail.com because Avid Research was already taken. <laughs>